talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season three, episode 17, Cinderella Story. <laughs> Jamie. Who's ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So all day long, today, <laughs> Jamie, you've been like, oh, oh, I can't wait to talk about this episode. And you're normally not like that. So why do you want to talk about it so much? So the ending to this episode is great. And the next episode is going to be great. And then probably for the rest of, you know, forever, it's just going to be fantastic. Um, But we finally get Pacey to make his move. He makes his move. And I'm so excited. I'm so freaking excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> the first time that I saw this episode and it happened, I think I squeed, squeed, squealed. <laughs> you squeegeed. <laughs> <laughs> squeegeed. I. You squirted. <laughs> like nah um no you got that <laughs> everybody everybody listening just spit their drinks out so <laughs> i was just really really excited um because you know we've, i feel like we've been building up for this so we finally hit uh-huh. like finally pacey had the guts you know after everything that would happen and basically basically had a nine-year-old tell him that he's chicken shit you know he had to yeah. step his game up and he did finally yeah, it was it was a good episode. I remembered a lot of it as I kept watching it. I remembered the friend, AJ's friend. Um, I remembered he came and picked her up. I remember Jonathan Lipnicki, the Buzz character. Um, I didn't remember any of the restaurant stuff at all. But for the most part, I thought it was it was a good episode. <laughs> I was like, this girl, Morgan, could she be any more obvious about how she feels about this guy? Like <laughs> so obvious, and at the same time, like I'm not even mad at her. You no, know? she was so nice. She was great. <laughs> she wasn't like petty. No, you know, like that kind of threatened. She was like an innocent threatened, and it was it was great. I did like her. You you like her, and you don't at the same time, but you really can't not like her. I don't know. No, she was she was she was very easy to like, and she was like trying to give them their space, but then she was always like barging in, yeah. which was kind of annoying. But well, yeah. she was being that like she's overly protective of her friends. She wants you to know it, but but she's really in love with them. I like the actress. I tried to find her in something else that she was in, but she's not really acting anymore. Mm. Hold on, I'm trying to find her name. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> it's like not even important. It doesn't matter. Nothing really matters. Her name is Deborah Kellner. She played Morgan. Hmm. But yeah, it was it was good. So we'll we'll break it down in a couple of seconds or minutes or hours, whatever you know we're up to tonight. <laughs> I think we're in a pretty good mood. <laughs> days and days and days. Years. Years forever. So, Jamie, what's been going on with you? What's 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 happening? What's up? Did you know that Predator came out with a new movie? Is it called Prey? I think. So. Wait, I thought you were going to be like, it's called this. Uh, <laughs> Tell I me what the movie is. Uh, yeah, it is. It's called Prey. Okay. It's Predator, but it's called Prey. Um, I watched it. And I liked it. So, wait, is it a direct, like, sequel or whatever from the Predator movies? No. 
But it's part of the Predator franchise. It's part of the Predator franchise because okay. every year, or not every year, but you know, however many years, you know, they come to Earth and they have to like battle, you know, whoever, whatever the strongest. Oh, is. you know what I mean? It's like a war or whatever that we always have. It says um, the origin story of the Predator in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Naru, a skilled warrior, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth. I did not know that it was like, you know, part of the Predator movies. I'll yeah, have to watch part it. part of the Predator movies. It's just a different time period. Yeah. It's 300 years in the past. You've got American. It's like a tribe of American Indians who are, come against him. Um, but it mostly follows this one girl. And she kicks major ass. By the way, the actress is also in the new Roswell TV show. And a oh. bunch of other stuff. Um, she did fantastic. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. I think the last Predator that I actually enjoyed was Alien vs. Predator, which came out, like, however many years ago. But I liked it. I, I was happy to watch it. I like all the sci-fi stuff anyway, so. I yeah. used to watch the original Predator all the time when I was a kid. Me and my brothers, like, we loved that movie. Um, They're good. They're good. Yeah. But I've never really seen the, like, sequels or... I've never really seen Alien vs. Predator... I um, really liked that one. Obviously, uh, Predator yeah. and human kind of team up against alien. And it's really good. But I will watch this. Mm. There's a lot of hot guys in this movie. Not so why? I'm <laughs> 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 looking through the cast. Um, but yeah, I'll have to definitely watch it. What else were you up to? Anything fun? We went to a birthday party for a little toddler. Mm-hmm. And I got myself a nice little buzz with a couple of Coronas. It's been a while. <laughs> and it took me way too long to realize that there was lime next to it. Because at one point I was standing in a small group and one another person had, you know, a Corona with a lime. And I'm like, sir, where did you get that lime? Because <laughs> every Corona needs a lime. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm only on like my third or fourth Corona and I don't have a lime. <laughs> but, and behold, it was on the shelf right above like the bucket that had all the beer and I just didn't see it. My eyes zeroed in on the beer in the bucket. You know, it was like, bobbing for apples only was bobbing for beer and i wasn't actually bobbing i was sticking my anyways you know <laughs> i zeroed in on the beer i went in and got the beer and i got myself back out so i could get it open you know i wasn't looking around and i should have looked a little harder than i could have had the line the entire freaking time but you know all right well you know so over and tell with now <laughs> hey man you asked that's what my weekend was other than that i've been in such a weird mood i don't know what i want to do with myself I've started like two different books. I'm halfway through both of them and I put them both down because I, I can't think I don't want to read them anymore. I'm thinking about picking up a science fiction book over here that I've got because maybe I want a little bit of space adventure in my life. Do I don't you know. What read TV some alien are. erotica. <laughs> <laughs> I have that. So if I really wanted to get real weird, I can. But it's not even just what to read. It's what to watch, too. I, I don't know what I'm in the mood for. I'm kind of like. I just keep skimming through things that are on Hulu and through things that are on Netflix and Paramount and HBO and all of the damn, oh. you know, we have so many different streaming services for entertainment. How is it even possible for us to say I that I don't have anything either. to watch? How does that happen? It just does. I don't know what I want. I don't know what mood I'm in. I don't know what I want. I don't know if I want like more romance or more conflict or like a, I don't I don't know. This is the problem that I'm having because I'm such a mood like type person when it comes to entertainment. 
and I can't seem to find what it is that I'm looking for. And usually when I get to this point, I say, well, if I can't find it, I need to create it myself. And that's what I started writing. But I'm just not in a creative enough mindset to go back to, you know, writing right now. So I'm like, it's like a catch freaking 22. I wish that I could just like hook my brain up to like a projector and just, you know, filter it through because my brain works so much faster than my fingers, you know, (laughs) filter it through onto a projector and let the computer do all the hard work. Somebody create it, patent that shit, and you know, tag me on it so I get some profit. You're 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 making me so tired, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, because I have a lot of energy right now. We'll see how long that lasts. I could literally like take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Spit my water out. Don't do that to me. Second time tonight. Oh, how about you? How was your week? <laughs> <laughs> Steven's been on vacation, so yeah, back. I was on vacation. We actually recorded while I was away, and you were like, "You don't have to, Steven. And I was like, "I know, Jamie. I just want to, mostly because mm-hmm. I just wanted to hang out with you. And um, I'm so innerly retentive that I was like, if I don't record, I'm going to have to miss a week because I'm going to get behind. And then I was like, we might as well because we were staying it. I think I even said all this during the episode. But anyway, um, no, I had a nice week down the shore. I feel like it was a nice little reset for us. And it was a nice reset for my brain and my like mental health. And we were pretty much like, go with the flow and we'll do this. We'll do that. Whatever. Had a nice birthday. We went to like our favorite restaurant when we go down to Ocean City, Maryland, called Feggers Island, and I had some pineapple jalapeno margaritas. I drank margaritas the whole week. Pineapple jalapeno, like pepper. Yeah, I honestly think all they did was just put some of the juice from the the jar in there, literally, because it didn't really taste spicy. It just gave it like a tiny little kick, but it was really good. And... Sounds good. I mean, it's tequila. And I want a margarita. I haven't had a margarita in a really long time. Jamie, I literally drank them all last week. Uh, we went out to lunch. It's like your one. favorite drink, though. So I can't drink. It it's your drink. That is your go-to drink. If <laughs> Stephen doesn't know what he wants, get him a margarita. You can't go wrong. Oh, I'll know what I want. I'll just say, make me a margarita. We were. Are you the salt or the sugar type? It depends. When the one that we were out, I asked for sugar because I just wanted something sweet, but. Usually, like, I, I don't really want anything on it. I just want to drink it straight. You just want but, to drink it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I always want extra lime. I like the extra lime in it. So, I like sugar on my rim. I like it sweet. You know when we would go to Chili's after work? Yeah. And we would... Oh, wow. I had to think hard for a second. <laughs> remember Chili's when we would go there for, like, drinks and stuff? Do you remember that restaurant? You know... <laughs> From, like, three years ago at this point. I know. <laughs> Um, whatever they would put around the rim, it was like, uh, it was like a salt, but it was like, there were, there were, it was, no, it was like sugar. A, a sugar. Yeah. It was, um, well, I don't know what kind of sugar that was, but chunky, it was like bigger. Yeah. It was good. It had, yeah, yeah there were like, r- like rind in it, like orange rind in it or something. I tried to find it. I can't find it. Cause I was trying to make them. So I, uh, I did just like sugar with like orange rind and like the oil from the orange rind and just to give it that flavor but they put something else in it too i don't know what it is but it's so good i would always lick it lick it off i lick it off <laughs> lick it, lick it, lick it. that sounds so good right now 
I love a margarita. But no, I had a nice week and I got some color. We went to the beach. We went to, um, oh my God, we went to this terrible buffet the last day we were there in Ocean City, Maryland. It's called the Bonfire. And apparently like people love it. Jamie, it made me so uncomfortable. Like I'm not like a buffet person as it is. I'd rather just go out to dinner and have like a nice meal. Because I feel like buffets are just all the same garbage. And we were like one of the first ones. We were like one of the first ones there. And Justin's like, all right, we'll sit up here because there's like a seating area right near the door until they open. As soon as we went and sat where we were sitting, all these other people started like following us, which is like normal because they're waiting to get in. And just the way that the mentality was of seeing everybody just barge their way into the door because they were just like ready to eat. It was so weird to me. And Justin was like, what is the matter? And I was like, made me uncomfortable like i don't know i just i didn't like it it made me it made me feel so weird i thought we were just coming here for lunch and like i wasn't trying to gorge myself on food i literally barely ate anything i don't like buffets to be honest at least not like restaurant buffets i understand not even that buffets with order to it you know what i mean here's the start line there's the finish not a free-for-all you know It can be overwhelming when it's a free-for-all and you just go up to wherever and people are in the way and you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I understand that. Granted, it's been a really long time. I think the last time I've been to a buffet was like Golden Corral. It was probably, I don't know, like eight years, no, longer than that. What year are we in? 2022? So it's probably like a decade ago. Okay, it was probably the last time I've been to a buffet. Um, And it it was like that. It's just chaos and I don't like chaos i mean i like chaos but i don't like chaos when it comes to food okay i need a i need a point to start and an ending so yeah. yeah it's just it just bothered me a little bit and justin was like all right well it's over now just like relax and i and i did we were fine and i was like all right can we like get out of here because it's not my i was like i thought we were going to like a sit down dinner like or like a lunch like a nice restaurant i don't know but um that was like the only i feel like the worst meal that we had there and i and i remember we were gonna go there like years ago with my brother and my sister-in-law but mm-hmm. the line was so long to get in it, and the wait was forever and i'm glad we never did because it wasn't worth it and i was broke back then <laughs> like i would not have i've been so mad if i had to pay the fucking 45 dollars to eat this garbage food yeah 45 dollars and there were oh no there was a discount it was it was forty ninety nine, but there was tax. So it was forty three ninety nine. I was like, there was no. There so was no you're talking about twenty dollars a person for a buffet? No, it was forty a person. Yeah, for a buffet. Yep. Was that like a five star Michelin fucking steak? No, it's I'm like it's never. like what they're known. It's like what the city's known for, and it's like and all this money for shitty chaos food. Um, yeah, no thanks. I, I told him, I said, I will never eat here ever again. I'd rather go to a restaurant and sit down and wait. Yeah, and have a nice cocktail and have or like two. a nice salad and like my meal or an appetizer. It wasn't like that. It was just, it was just trash to me. I don't know. It wasn't my thing. But um, yeah, aside from the buffet, I had a good week. Other than that, I'm back to work. I was so depressed on Monday. Normally, I'm like, Justin, I can't wait for you to get the fuck out of the house and go to work. But I was so sad. I was like, I don't want you to go to work. Like, I wanted to, like, hang out and do something on, like, our last day of, like, you know. And even this morning, you were like, are you okay? 
was like, I, no, I think it was yesterday. You're like, it was yesterday. You I'm getting like, my days confused. I was like, I just don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and you were in the office. So like, I couldn't even like yesterday. <laughs> I was still home. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't be complaining. Like she had to drive to the office. <laughs> Back to our real life. And I'm just looking forward to the weekend now. So back to life back Back to to reality reality. back to life back (laughs) to reality i see cheers to the freaking weekend (laughs) (laughs) i know i sing that too (laughs) i love it (laughs) oh speaking of music there's a song that i um stumbled on it's by katy perry Mm-hmm. And it's called Harley's in Hawaii. Mm. I, I freaking it. love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Although you won't catch me on the back of a motorcycle because, bitch, I got my own. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that you weren't aware because I thought you, you you listened to Katy Perry, right? So I don't know. Yeah, I liked early Katy Perry and her California Dreams era. Or no, California Girls era. But I um haven't listened to her in a while. Like I've been that. listening to a lot of John Mayer lately. Emoji of a wave. That song makes me so like in my feelings, Jamie. I think I only know like three John Mayer songs. <laughs> really? I probably know more than that, but I don't know that it's either John Mayer or I just don't know the title of them. Um, most likely the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Funny. Well, I don't, I don't know. I've only recently kind of started getting back into like the pop genre and stuff. Music helps heal your soul. You know? I was literally gonna say that <laughs> it heals your soul, soul. Heals your soul, soul. It does. Soul. It does. And one thing I like have to tell you, I and I know I've said it before on here, but like the how they changed the music on the show, it it drives me nuts now because I'm constantly looking up what song originally played during these scenes. And that's what made a lot of it so special. Like this, these garbage songs that they put in are like, they're so ridiculous. It it has zero impact like it did back then. So Probably copyright issues. And so whoever is handling the, well, we can't use this song. Let's use this one. Didn't care enough or isn't familiar with the show enough to match the right song. Well, no, um, it is. It's copyright issues. They don't want to pay the artist. And what I'm saying is the music that they're trying to find to replace it. Whoever is handling that just either doesn't really... Like they're missing the mood, I feel like. Yeah. So they're not familiar with the show. That's what that says to me. They like hired some idiot and they're like, find a song that sounds like this and put it in there. Here's a beat count. Go find something like it. And it's just like completely wrong. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't pay that much attention to the music so much, but I know what you mean because they put on these songs. I'm like, I've never even heard of this. What is this? oh you know what i did on our way back we went to the bookstore and he was like do you want to go i was like of course i want to go and uh i found a couple of dawson's creek things and there's a guy who works there he talks to everybody he's like one of the nicest guys there so i bought the the soundtrack and he held it up and he was like oh you had me until you got to this and i thought he was gonna say he didn't like the show and he i was like well what do you mean and he goes I love Dawson's Creek. And I was like, you do? (laughs) Well, 
how fortuitous. <laughs> I know. So I started talk. We were like having like small talk about it, and I was like, "Well, I actually." <laughs> I told him. I told him about the podcast, and he said he would listen to it. So um, maybe he will. If you made it this far, hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi. You know who you are. Well, maybe yeah. I'll see you get at the store. Video, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you remember that one time you had a conversation about a Dawson's Creek CD? Yeah, that's us. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't really do that, though. I'm not, I don't, like, tell people. Unless, like, Dawson's Creek comes up, you know? Yeah, I'm not, like, telling people If it comes up, right. Or if somebody asks. Yeah, I don't know like, what it is, but on? I always forget about the podcast. And in reality, I mean... It's not new to us, maybe because we've been doing this for a year, but it could be new to others. And I forget that. Oh, so, well, you know, co-hosting a podcast. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's been nice, though. It's been such a nice um, distraction. And like, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it has been, I feel like. It gives us something to do, which is nice. Again, like, where'd Jamie go? Oh, she's in a corner in her house. <laughs> <laughs> huddled, she's... huddled up. She's hiding in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would totally be hiding in the walls. I would, right? <laughs> My attic space, guys, let me just tell you, pretty cool. Like, I feel like it would make a really neat little room if it wasn't hot as balls in there. Oh, that's annoying. Instead, that's where storage is. Have you seen that thing on TikTok? I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a guy who was filming. His house is apparently haunted, and... He filmed his attic crawl space and the hatch came down and like a something fell down out of it, like a package or something. And he was like freaking out. And people are like, so fake. It's so fake. But I think it was real. I really do. Mm. It creeps me out. When I'm watching TikTok paranormal stuff at night, I get so creeped out. <laughs> that's because you like to torture yourself Stephen. i know we already know that you're a masochist okay i haven't really been watching mr ballin i have to tell you i'm like because i'm so caught up with his podcast and his video no now you're watching haunted things on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> i can't help it <laughs> I, I like ghosts. you're drawn to the dark side <laughs> drawn to the dark side (laughs) drawn to the dark side (laughs) i just like haunted stuff i live in the dark side so it's fine (laughs) what did i post i posted something on facebook the other day hold on let me find it really quick because my (laughs) friend commented on it it was really funny um yeah i think i know what it is all right so it says i am so sick of summer i want fall i want to wear pants and eat soup and drink hot chocolate and rake leaves and summon demons while everyone is asleep and the moon is full and i'm wearing a sweater (laughs) (laughs) while i'm wearing a sweater (laughs) and my friend was like he's like i was with you until demons lol (laughs) jamie i'll summon demons with you let's try it (laughs) look at the stuff for a summoning circle let's do this (laughs) now that'll be our oh other podcast <laughs> that'll be our other podcast and we're gonna call it summoning demons <laughs> with the creek talkers <laughs> we'll work on the title <laughs> it's a work in progress <laughs> as of three minutes ago <laughs> but let's get on with the episode jamie how about that what do you think okay <laughs> All right, so this week, we are recapping Season 3, Episode 17, 
Cinderella Story. Aired March 1st, 2000. Directed by Janice Cook and written by Jeffrey Stepakoff. So we open with Pacey and Joey. He's driving her to the train station because she's on her way to go see boring old AJ. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I can't stand AJ. He really, I really him. did see the like parallels this time. Like in this episode, you really see the parallels between AJ and Morgan and Joey and uh, Dawson. Yeah, you know. So yeah. if AJ is boring, I mean, if you think about it, okay. So you're saying AJ's boring and I'm saying Dawson's boring and we already know that Joey had a thing for Dawson. So it makes a lot of sense that she would have a thing for AJ because they're like the same people. (laughs) A thing for you, Dawson? No, I'm not developing a thing for you. I've seen your birth, barf, pick your nose, scratch your butt. I'm not getting a thing for you. (laughs) (laughs) Like your favorite line. (laughs) No, it's from the pilot. I just remember everything from it. I know. I'm asking. Never mind. Just keep going. No, my favorite line from the pilot is, um, when do you walk your dog? How often do you walk your dog? (laughs) That's true. We talked about walking dogs for a couple of episodes, didn't we? (laughs) It's been a while since we talked about walking dogs. When did you walk your dog? No, don't answer that question. Anyway. Stop talking about it. (laughs) So she, she tells Pacey that she never thought that those dance lessons would actually pay off. And he says that, I thought that this was a congratulatory award thing. She tells him that it's a big deal, that AJ is getting a creative writing award. So he pulls out the invitation and he makes fun of it. And he says that it's, he calls it biting, a creative biting award. And she says, it's calligraphy. He says it's pretentious, like he's really cranky. And he says, don't mind me, just have a good time this weekend. She's like, I will. She tells him that this could be the most romantic night of her life. And that she says that she's going to be spending like a weekend with a friend. Like she, she slips and she calls AJ a friend. So then Pacey catches on to that and he says, oh, is that what you and AJ are? And she starts to question what she and AJ are. And then she tells Pacey that it's none of his business. Pacey says that you and AJ are friends who kiss. And she says, long distance relationships don't carry the same rules as regular relationships. And he says, and that's why they're perfect for you, because they're not real. (laughs) She's like, well, what's that supposed to mean? And he tells her that she's living a fairy tale right now, putting on a pretty dress and going to the ball with the college prince charming. And she tells him that she still feels what she feels. And he says, what you have is an eye closed wish. And she says, well, sometimes wishes come true, (laughs) like in Cinderella. (laughs) And he says, sometimes they do. But reality always finds its way to creep back in. The clock inevitably strikes midnight. Then it's Pumpkin City. The fantasy fades. And she just looks at him like... Why do you have to ruin my mood? First of all, a fairy tale sounds really good right about now. I could use a fairy tale. Um, and then it's really funny that you say that because I I literally dubbed Pacey the happy bubble popper in this scene. Yes. Because he, he pops her bubble. <laughs> he's so like jealous and Yeah. He's like he's like annoyed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He plays it so well too. And she's like she doesn't even she picks up that he's like annoyed, but she doesn't understand why. No. She's like complete denial about this entire thing with them. Oh, she's in denial about it. Even like I hate to say it, but like I watched the beginning of the next episode, but she's in denial about it in the next mm-hmm. episode too. It's so weird. She can't accept it yet. Yeah. It takes a lot for her, I feel like, to 
There's no way this isn't real. No way. Right, I'll save my PC thoughts. Here. I'll save my thoughts for that episode next week. But like, okay. but anyway, she says, "Try to have a good weekend, PC." And then they say goodbye, and he's like, "I said, he looks really frustrated." I feel like he was like standing there, and he was like, "I could have handled that better," you know. It doesn't look like he regretted anything that he said. I feel like that passed through his eyes for like a second, and then after that, it was like, "Well, I said what I said." <laughs> yeah. I don't think he regrets it. He's got no fucks to give at that point. (laughs) Zero fucks for Pacey. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Pace. So now we are with Dawson and Gail at the new restaurant. It's a mess. They say that they're opening in a week and they don't even have a chef yet. Their menus are not done yet. They don't even have a wait staff. And Dawson's supposedly like taking care of this stuff. And um, she says, try the chowder. Someone made chowder and they, they go to taste it and they don't like it. Look, they say it's disgusting. She says, should we still Bodhi from the Potters? And he says, not unless you want to keep him away from the B&B and not have Joey as my friend. <laughs> it's like, well, he is an option. Like he's the only like real chef in Cape Side. Right. What's he making at the B&B that Bessie can't make? Is he really like, is he just making breakfast? Pancakes. <laughs> Bessie cannot make pancakes. <laughs> He's making his, his world-renowned pancakes. <laughs> yeah. He's making pancakes. Yeah, pancakes are so easy to make. So she's like, I gotta go. I gotta go to the, the printers. Whatever. Gal's like in denial. She's like, try the bread of monkfish. It looks great. She does this thing where she goes, try the bread of monkfish. It looks great. <gasps> I gotta go. <laughs> she goes up to Dawson and she's like, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. And he looks like he's going to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> they don't have anything together. They're opening in a week and like the restaurant's not, you know, done yet. Chaos, complete chaos. How do you open in a week and not even have a chef? I don't know. And then Mitch is just going to come in out of nowhere and like fix everything. So unrealistic. So then Jack and Andy come in with a sign and there's no name on it. Andy's like, Gal never decided. She's like, a woman has a right to change her mind. <laughs> She's like, maybe it can be uh, one of those hip no-name clubs. So then a chef walks in. says he's looking for the restaurant with the fish. He's trying out for the chowder man. <laughs> so then Dawson looks at Andy and Jack and he goes, you guys hungry? So they stay and they just eat all the food that he makes. It's a really interesting point that you made a minute ago about Mitch just comes in and magically fixes anything. Why is he all of a sudden an expert in business and restaurants? Well, because he was going to have a restaurant, remember? He wanted to open one, remember? Uh... So that's what I never understood. Like, why wouldn't she go in with him and start this restaurant together? Because they're not together and she probably is trying to do something for herself. Obviously, but she has no experience. Why wouldn't she go to him and say, like, as like a business partner? Because she doesn't want to go to him for a business partner. She wanted to do it all her own. She's a stubborn woman, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm going to beat that bitch Sherry Eisler, whatever her name is, the intern that I hired. And I'm going to I'm going to put a better story out than her lies. (laughs) (laughs) Gal's like. I'm a fucking woman. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Hear me roar. I don't need a man. All I need is our penis. <laughs> Only for one thing and one thing only. To cheat on I my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, Bob. 
Wow, what a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, Bob. I haven't heard that in a long time. I know. <laughs> um, all right, so now we're with Pacey. He's at the mentorship office. And he's talking to one of the women that works there. And I don't know if you caught this, Jamie, but I felt like there was a lot of sexual tension between the two of them. (laughs) (laughs) So he meets this little kid named Buzz Thompson. He was nine years old. And he's played by Jonathan Lipnicki from Jerry Maguire fame. This kid was like everywhere, I feel like, during this time. Everywhere. (laughs) Not too long ago. He was on Worst Cooks in America on Food Network. And oh, really? like, he's like, yeah, he's all like muscled out now. It's crazy. And I think he's gay. I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyway, Pacey goes to shake Buzz's hand and Buzz asks him how old he is. And Pacey says 16. And Buzz goes, uh, with a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> I didn't see this shadow, but you know. I know. And Pacey says, I'm mature. And Buzz is just a smartass. He's just a smartass to him the whole time. And Pacey says, uh, that's why they put us together. People think that he's a smartass too. Buzz tells this to Pacey. He says that once people get to know you, they discover that under the gruff exterior lies a vulnerable beating heart. <laughs> and Pacey like kind of falls for it for a second. Like he thinks the kid's like being cute. And then Buzz says, get real. I'm not like one of those kids on seventh heaven. And I'm not like you, pissy. <laughs> Pacey corrects him and he says it's Pacey. He says, whatever, pissy. <laughs> he kept on him pissy. I know. Um, it was really, really funny. And he tells I started Buzz, laughing because this kid is hysterical. Like he's nine, supposedly, or somewhere around that age. And the sentences that this kid was spewing out, I mean, half the vocabulary he was using, I know I was not using at his age. I know. It was so unbelievable. It was par for the course for this show, but it was just bizarre to see a nine year old kid with a vocabulary of like a 50 year old i don't even know 50 year olds that speak this way so i mean <laughs> as a the teenagers in Cape Side. In Cape Side. <laughs> yeah but i was just laughing because i mean seventh heaven reference made me laugh yeah. i'm not like one of those kids on the show seventh heaven or whatever he said i was like oh shots fired i used to watch that show i know i didn't watch funny. it like a lot but i did watch it yeah i didn't watch um, it like religiously it was such a cornball show, but I don't know. There were always so many fucking kids on that show. <laughs> Even when that, like, the, a lot of big families, like the main cast would leave, they would like bring more kids in. I was like, Jesus Christ. I don't remember that much of the show, but I know there was a lot of them in that house. God, I wonder what they're actually doing today. I mean, the only one that you ever hear about is Jessica Beale. Yeah. Uh, so then Pacey tells Buzz that he doesn't know, he doesn't know anything about him. And Buzz says, I know you think you don't want to be here, but you're just dying to throw your arm around me and have a warm and fuzzy. And he tells him, don't bother because you're going to be back here trying to get rid of me. (laughs) And he gives Pacey 48 hours. So our next scene is with Joey. She arrives at the train station and she sees a sign being held up with her name and we don't see who's holding it. So she sort of like starts to walk towards there and she raises her hand and then she like looks down. Which was yeah, weird. like she's being she, all bashful. It was weird. She was like this. It's me. Hi. I know you're looking for me. I'm being shy. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. I'm a shy girl. So then shy girl. out of nowhere, we see the person holding the sign is this like pretty blonde girl. And mm-hmm. um, she walks towards Joey and Joey then like looks up and she's like, oh, who 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 are you 
She doesn't know who it is. And she's like, I'm Morgan. I'm AJ's oldest friend, by the way. I'm your chauffeur for the evening. Yeah. Oh, wait. Let's go gets, rollerblading. Yeah. It gets, Oh, don't even get me started. She's <laughs> like, AJ told me so much about you. Artist, political agitator, size eight. Put these on. We're going to go blading. If somebody handed me fucking rollerblades and said, we're going to go blading, I'd be like, fuck off. I'll get a cab or something. I'm not rollerblading through boston to get to his fucking dorm room first of all the fact that he didn't even pick her up pisses me off because it's her boyfriend okay yeah you sent your best friend who she doesn't even know she's never even heard of her before yeah we've never heard of this person at all and he's just like can you go pick up my girlfriend because he couldn't figure out what he was gonna read well he's not gonna be able to figure out while he's driving either i'm just saying if he couldn't figure it out sitting at a desk then why can't he think about it while he's driving to go pick Joey up? I'm yeah. just saying. While he was waiting for her, he could have tried to figure it out. But like. Exactly. Exactly. Like what a lazy piece of shit. No, what a selfish piece of shit. He couldn't even pick up his girlfriend. Who's visiting him? It was so annoying. The entitlement. So Joey says to Morgan, she says, why do I feel like I fell asleep on the train and suddenly woke up the protagonist in a Kafka story? And Morgan's like, there's the Potter Wit, just like he said. The famous Potter Wit. <laughs> I don't know. It's so annoying. I don't know how I would feel if I was in Joey's position, going to see my college boyfriend who didn't pick me up and said some random girl picked me up mm-hmm. who knows everything about me that I've never heard of before. I, just I like, don't I even don't... know how to comprehend that. I just don't even. By the way, Joey's totally okay with all of this. All right. So here's my thing with that. My first clue was when she was talking to Pacey and she referred to her uh, to AJ as a friend. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't want to say like she has a feeling. I just want to say that she's, she doesn't view him as her boyfriend yet. Right. So I don't know if they're just not close enough or she's already kind of, even if she doesn't realize she's aware that she's emotionally getting past it already. um, I'm not sure. And then she just handles it this entire situation very maturely. She could have just could have been like totally mean about it and we could have the old she, Joey. <laughs> yeah. But she was very mature. She saw what was happening. I think she kind of felt for Morgan. She related yeah. to Morgan. So, you know, she wanted to help her out. So I can commend her for that. Um, I it was a new relationship, so it's not like they were in like a serious long term relationship where this is now a problem. It's you know, yeah. She I was... commend her. I thought that was very mature of her. Yeah, she was very mature. So now we're with Pacey. He took Buzz to an arcade, and Buzz says, "Is this the part where we're having fun, or did I blink and miss it?" And Pacey says that he doesn't want to be there as much as he does. That they got stuck with each other, but it doesn't have to be horrible. So Buzz says, here comes the honesty, next the intimacy. <laughs> and Basie's like, what exactly do you want? Like, what the fuck do you want, little kid? He says, read my lips, Pikachu. <laughs> and Basie says, you want something that has to be treated with antibiotics? <laughs> pika. Pika, pika. I thought that was so funny. Um, Pikachu. This is, right. how, this is how old I am, because... I didn't even know that Pokemon was, like, that big back in 2000. Like, oh, yeah. It was huge. I mean, it was they probably big for that. I mean, yeah. they, they probably still have tournaments, but I'll never forget it. I think it was the Echelon Mall in New Jersey, which is, like, a dead mall. But they would have 
these Pokemon and um oh god what was the other one called it's not important anyways they would have these tournaments and like trading events and I don't I never got into it like my brother was collecting them at one point yeah uh I'm not never was I ever into Pokemon so I like the anime I tried Pokemon Go oh my god do you remember when that came out all of them yeah it was huge I was All one of, of them. the fucking millennials were like playing it. And I was like, I can't play this. This is not, I don't, I'm not going to play this game. I was never into it. I think when it first came out, I was playing it until they had this one update and then it ruined the fun for me because what would happen was you would play. And as you're walking around and you're looking at your phone, trying not to walk into traffic because, you know, people are stupid. Um, it would kind of give you like a little indicator if you were getting close to a Pokemon. Yeah. Well, they did some kind of wacky update and that went away. And I lost all interest because I didn't want to wander around aimlessly. I wanted at least some kind of a direction. Otherwise, where's the fun in just wandering around? Uh, but I played that game for a couple of months and then I was Is it like, still around? I believe so, yeah. And now there's a Harry Potter one too. God, why don't they have things for like things that I would like? Jesus. Like a like real housewives i don't know how they would turn that into a game <laughs> exactly like a real housewives i mean They're like a paranormal game i don't know look hmm. for the ghosts i don't know they might i don't know oh my god jamie let's think of something they might. And then we'll make money <laughs> well we'd have to create it i mean i don't we can I do can't this. create an app <laughs> i don't, I don't have any it. skills we'll find somebody Maybe one that of our... can help us <laughs> Maybe one of our listeners might have like some kind of computer programming degree or something and we could, you know, enlist some help. Otherwise, well, I we can use them. all the money that we're making off the podcast and do it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rolling in it. <laughs> so, yeah. So he says he wants Pikachu and then <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> so he says, he... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He says, Pokemon, you putz. And Pacey's like, I'm not spending $20 on a trading card. And Buzz says, you've got a serious anger problem. The Capeside Mentoring Program needs to know just who I'm dealing with here. No, he goes, just who I'm dealing with here. <laughs> like, does this, like, sing-song voice. Kids and are genius, I swear. He's like, fine, I'll go buy your fucking card. Just stay out of trouble. So he gives them, like, money to go play, like, a game. Yeah, and not even, like, two seconds later... Buzz is fighting with two other kids and Pacey, Pacey didn't even away. get to the counter. No, That's how fast that happened. He, he got three steps away. Hard. No, he didn't even get to the counter. He didn't get all the way there. He got, he was like, he was like a foot or two away from the counter before all hell broke loose and he had to turn around and go back around the, the one like arcade game that was standing between the counter and wherever they were whack-a-mole so <laughs> yeah the little kid's um, like he hit me in the head with a whack-a-mole panel <laughs> he hit me in the nose that's so what? silly so pacey oh, goes and picks him up violent. pulls him away from the whole thing and he says no more decisions for you now we're going to do something that i think is fun so then we cut to aj he's in this like little cafe restaurant place i don't know he's like figuring out what fucking thing to read and morgan comes in and sits down and he's like where's joey like she's she's not with morgan she's like i showed around town just like you asked and we see joey come rolling into the doorway and aj apologizes for not picking her up he's like do you hate me and she goes completely 
And then they kiss each other. And Morgan goes, get a room. <laughs> of course, she said, get a room. She was like that person in like every movie where they do that. And she goes, get a room. I'm not sold by this relationship at all. I mean, it's over anyways, but um, <laughs> I even like their kissing. I, I just felt like so, so extra. Like, let me just slowly. Oh, this hot, steamy kiss. I don't know. I just <laughs> yeah. it felt awkward watching it. It wasn't like a like I felt like a peeper as opposed to just enjoying the show it was it was an awkward to experience i feel i think it's katie holmes honestly because i feel like she did this before with other um people that she kissed on the show she like does this weird thing where she kisses them where it's like real slow and like yeah you know like I mean? it's supposed to be this like sexy i'm gonna eat your mouth oh yeah i don't <laughs> <laughs> it turns out to be like awkward um, i don't know but apparently it was fine with Pacey. I guess we'll uh, we'll find out when that happens. But I really he, like, I'm going to say, I love Pacey's take charge, like, intention. And he's like, I got one way to get you to shut the fuck up. And this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm going to tell you I have feelings for you. And he just goes for it. I love that. Well, maybe he taught her how to kiss better. Oh. Mm. Hopefully. Pacey's the one with all the experience, so. I know. Um. So we we see Morgan and AJ. They start this like banter that they're like going back and forth. And uh, Morgan says that AJ gets threatened whenever a girl shows that they have greater skill than him, like blading, <laughs> because she says she's like a better roller blader. I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. They and, were talking about that, yeah. And then Joey asks how long they've known each other, and Morgan says, "Pretty much since we were zygotes." And AJ says that they grew up together, same town, same high school, and Joey says, "Same college." And Morgan says, actually, I got bored with this geek and decided to make some new friends. So she went to school last semester in Sorbonne, Sorbonne or wherever you say. She went to Paris. It's because Joey know, goes. I speak French. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that I know that's French is like stuff that I picked up from movies. Uh, the only thing that I know that's French is Je m'appelle Steven and Merde, which is shit. <laughs> Okay, but you have to know voulez-vous que je vais moi, Yeah, but everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. And then the other thing that I learned was from Queen of the Damned. Je suis le vampire Lestat. <laughs> je m'appelle Lestat. <laughs> je suis le vampire Lestat. <laughs> I don't know what that That's means. That's all I know. Uh, I'm the vampire Lestat. Oh, wait, say it again. Je suis le vampire Lestat. Oh, That's how okay. she says it. So then Joey tells Morgan that she always wanted to study in Paris. And I was like, well, you could have, but you decided to stay in Caveside for Dawson. Yeah, she had that opportunity and look how well that turned out for her. You can't say anything. She's like, I always wanted to study in Paris. And then Morgan and AJ start speaking to each other in French and Joey feels left out. And she's like, I'm not <laughs> caught up in my French yet. AJ says that Morgan just likes to embarrass him. So he's not letting them hang out anymore. And she goes, see, threatened. AJ says, don't let the friendly banter fool you. We really can't stand each other. And I, I was like, like, great at this conversation. Joey's like, I see what's happening here. Right. Her, exactly. You know what I mean? You literally just said what I say. She's like watching them. Right. And she's like, I know this. Like, I this, know this. This sounds really familiar. This is what would have happened if. You know, Dawson and I waited a couple of years. <laughs> I'm a couple years ahead of these two fools. 
Well, let me bestow upon them my knowledge. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're older. They're in college. Yeah. <laughs> These two fools. <laughs> <laughs> so Morgan tells Joey that she was all he talked about in his letters to her. And it makes Joey happy. But then Morgan says, and I bet you he's never told you a thing about me. And she just sort of like, yeah, oh, no bitch. Never heard about you in my life. <laughs> Not a clue who you were, girl. So, yeah, thanks for picking me up and rollerblading with me. So that was fun. Thanks for not killing me. I'd be like, is this your exit? Can I spend time with my boyfriend now? Like, are you going to be here the whole fucking time? I would have been so annoyed, Jamie. Oh, I know you would have. I would have too. But I mean, at this point. You know what's so awkward, which is something that I noticed while watching this. When you're meeting somebody new or you're like how they're in a semi relationship, right? Mm-hmm. and she's like thrown into their life and she's just sort of like by herself and she doesn't know anything about her. She's like just going along with everything because like uh, it's sort of being like just forced on her. There's nothing more awkward than that because you're like, you're forced to be a part of their world. And it's almost like she really didn't want to deal with her she just wanted to be with him and it's, it's almost alienating you know what i mean instead of is. being slowly introduced and introducted or indoctrinated i don't know what word you want to use but it's like instead of being slowly introduced to their lives and friends and whatever that's like going on a first date and meeting everybody's like the guy's yeah, family exactly i've done that before by the way I mean, I met Justin's I have... mom the first night we were went on a date. Oh, no. This was like a family party. I oh, had no. no idea. I didn't even know, Stephen. We we met before, and then he's like, yeah, you know, come over, come hang out. We'll, you know, hang out, watch a movie. I'm like, All right, whatever, you know. I was young. I was like 19. So I go to his house, and um, there's like one or two cars in like this driveway thing. And I'm like, All right, it's cool. No big deal. It's you know his parents are probably home and maybe a sibling i don't know so i walk in and there's like people milling about oh that's what I'm I mean. like okay and there's kittens and i'm like ooh, kittens so like I, I bend down to give the cats attention because i don't know any of these people at all and i'm like i'm gonna at least play with the one thing that i can actually interact with and those are the furry babies on the ground you know and it was so awkward it was like his dad his mom his siblings a cousin and then as the like an hour went on there was like a house full of these people and i'm like what was it for just like someone I, I think it was a birthday where did you i meet think them? it was through a mutual friend so how long were you with the for that uh we didn't speak again after. <laughs> i wouldn't either he was like everybody this is my new fiance it was freaking <laughs> weird okay i was it would have been one thing if i was prepared yeah. like if i knew that's what i was walking in on i would have been prepared to meet a bunch of people and i could play well, off like you know what the good um, thing is for you though is that you're very easy to talk to and get along with so you probably yeah. were like good in that situation but I would be looking at the guy the whole time and being like, why would you do this to me? Like, I don't know your family and I don't even barely know you. Why would you put me in this situation? It was so awkward because, right, because I wasn't prepared for it. We were supposed to hang out together, you know, talk, get to know each other, watch a movie, you know, not do anything 
bad or but it was just supposed to be like a, a bonding you know thing between us to you know decide if this is going to be like a thing or not you know mm-hmm. and I was just completely blindsided because and then like he wanted to watch a movie with me in like the basement which had this like big home movie theater thing going on it was uh, the house was huge by the way um was he and they were well off they had like this big piece of land and he was in the middle of freaking nowhere um i had no idea by the way about any of this i just kind of i was completely blindsided when i pulled down the driveway i was like holy shit who is this dude you should have stuck around for a little longer to see what no i'm not like that kind of dinner he could have taken you on or like but anyways, back to my story. Family trips. <laughs> so, you know, we're um, he's like wants to watch like this show or whatever on this home movie theater, John in the basement. And I'm like, don't you want to be with your family upstairs where there's people? We're in the middle of a party. I feel like we're alienating ourselves. And these two people don't even know me. It's not like I'm a friend that's been around for a while. He's like, oh, he's, he's hanging out with a potential girlfriend. Like, I don't know. Uh, this just—it was freaking weird. I was like, "I'm ready. To, I'm gonna go home now." <laughs> they're like, "We're so, we're so and so." Oh, he's down in the basement with that girl he brought in. It makes yeah, it look bad too. It does. I'm like, "Who? Wh- oh, what is this?" Like, oh, we don't know. We've never met her before until today. Now she's holed up in the basement with him. Yeah. So how long did you stay there? I don't know, but I—I I mean, I tried to be like respectful. I didn't just come in and then leave. <laughs> Yeah. um I, we might have watched like an hour or two of tv we ended up outside they had like a stream or a creek or something and we checked that out and i'm just we got back up through the creek and i was standing by my car i'm like okay so i'm gonna go it's getting late and i don't live nearby so i'll oh talk to God. you later and i fucking peaced out i'm like i can't it would have been one thing if i had a warning yeah i was completely blindsided i was not prepared to meet his freaking entire family on like basically a first or second date like i don't know it's just weird (laughs) well that's that's my whole point like when you're pushed into the situation yeah exactly i relate to joey in this situation i completely it's not the same situation but i relate to just being completely thrusted into something you weren't even prepared for like i'd understand if you had a heads up this is what to expect Right, he didn't. But in this her. case, he was blindsided, and I, yeah. I, I can, I can relate to that. Oh, I forgot about that story. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No. Um. So Morgan leaves them alone. She's like, "All right, you guys can make out. I'll leave." And then she tells Joey that she's glad she's here. She says, "I was beginning to think that you were one of his fantasies," and you can tell that she is like being genuine. Like Morgan really isn't like a she, nasty bitch. Exactly, and that's what I mean with this. Like, even though you maybe want to root for Joey, you can't because you can't be mad at Morgan at all. She is a genuinely nice person. She's not shady. She's not two faced. She's not a sneaky. You, you know, know, see you next Tuesday. She's. <laughs> You know, she's literally just trying to be a good friend and get to know her best friend's girlfriend, even though she subconsciously does not want this relationship to work. Right. But yeah, AJ says, yep, she's real. Flesh and blood. And she goes, that's me, Joey Potter, flesh and blood. (laughs) (laughs) She just repeats like everything. 
exactly um, like that. <laughs> she makes these weird faces all the time. She's always like, I should not. <laughs> I know. It's her sarcasm. Her sarcasm takes over her face and it's great. <laughs> Katie Holmes, the best facial actress in all of the 90s through uh, 2000s when she was still acting. (laughs) So now we're with Dawson. He's still feeding Jack and Andy. And apparently everything that they're eating is terrible. So they haven't found a good chef yet. We see Jen walk in and she looks like cuter than ever with her little pigtails and her like scarf. Andy's like really excited to see her, which was cute. And then we see Dawson and he says... Hey, I know you. You were at a rally, right? Or was it the hacky sack circle at Cape Fest? And she's like, ha ha, I know, I know. I haven't been around a lot lately. I've just been spending a lot of time with Henry. Who we haven't seen in several episodes now. I know. <laughs> well, we haven't she's spending all this time either. with Henry. Well, yeah, but I feel like we've seen Jen more than we've seen Henry. Well, last episode we saw her for like 2.2 seconds. We still saw her. Yeah, poor Michael Pitt. He's like, Wait, do I still stay down here uh, if I'm not filming or do I move somewhere? Like, what do I do? Am I still staying in in Wilmington? What do I do? Am I in or am I out? They're like, you're going to have like a month off, Michael Pitt. So you can go like film another show if you want. <laughs> so go walk the dog in your trailer. It'll be fine. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> that whole season I was on Dawson's Creek. I jerked off in my trailer so many times. <laughs> Don't go in there with a black light. <laughs> so Jen's there. She wants to apply to be a waitress. And we just see that there's like a lot of chaos happening. There's a lot of background noises. We hear dishes clattering and all that stuff. And he's like, when can you start? We cut back to AJ and Joey in his dorm room now. And we see that he's cleaning her knee because she must have fell while she was bleeding. She was bleeding and now she's bleeding. <laughs> She's got a boo-boo. A bleeding boo-boo from bleeding. He's like talking. He's like cleaning her knee up. And then he's like, I just, I don't know what what reading to pick. Like, I don't know reading to pick. Joey, what do you think I should pick? He's like, you know, it's, it's the only the most important opportunity of my lifetime. And Joey says, Morgan's really pretty. And she's really smart. And he's like, yeah, yeah, she is. She asks him why he never told her about Morgan. And he's like, well, we have so little time together. I'd rather focus on the big things. And she says, you don't think one of your oldest friends is a big enough thing to tell me about? He says, yeah, but how often do you talk to me about your friends? She's like, all right, you got a point. That's definitely a fair point. So then he starts like going on about his reading again or whatever. And she's like, have you two ever dated? And he's like, Joey, you have nothing to worry about. Nothing. And then he's like, you know what'll make this better? I'm gonna kiss your knee, even though there's blood on your knee. I'm gonna fucking kiss disgusting, by the way. <laughs> and he's like trying to make eye contact with her, like it's some sexy thing. Like, sir, this isn't sexy. This well, is he could have made it sexy. He could have like just taken her pants off, and then like they could have just started going at it. But it that's I was like that could have turned into something sexual, but he just no, no, it's unsanitary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's her blood. I mean, I was half expecting him to take his tongue and just lick up the jaw of blood that was going down her leg. Like, that's what I was waiting on. That's how freaked out I was. AJ lives on the blood of virgins. <laughs> he's, he's a specific type of vampire. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a creep. I don't know. And then, and then right after that, they start making out again. And I'm just like, 
Okay, so first he's kissing a boo-boo that's bleeding, and now they're making out. Okay. He's like, now I feel lightheaded. <laughs> and then he's like, I know what'll help you. Uh, let me just make Less out. Less oxygen. You're already dizzy. Great. I'll help you pass out. Then they get cock blocked by Morgan. So she, ju- yeah, she walks she just, in. just like barges in. She doesn't even knock knowing that the door's closed and they're both in there. She's just like, surprise, I'm here. No, oh, she's like, I know what you can read. And they're like, I had an epiphany. Read the <laughs> so-and-so story. And he's like, Jesus Christ, Morgan, I was about to take her pants off. I was going to get a hand. I know. Boob. I was about to get something with this girl. He was, trying to, he was trying to get to at least second base. At least, yeah. She's like, oh, I guess you found that room. And then um, she's like, I'll just come back. And then he, and then he tells her to come back. Oh, yeah. like, he doesn't have it. So this is what no. bothered me about this. He said it so fast. It wasn't yeah. even like a hesitation. It was like, no, wait, don't leave me here with her. That's how I took it. I know. He's like, well, now that you're here, don't go. Yeah, stay, stay, stay with us. Stay, stay. I don't want to get naked. They could have had a threesome. <laughs> Joey. I don't, don't think Joey would have. I don't think Joey would have gone for a threesome. <laughs> I know Joey is pretty uptight. So. <laughs> um, I just don't think that's her thing. But Morgan calls him Arthur, and we hear Joey say, "Who's Arthur?" And she says it like three or four times. But Morgan ignores her, and she's like, "You should read the Nature of Love piece." And he's like, "No, it's." It, it might be too old. And she tells him that they already know his new stuff. Be honest and show them your roots. And Joey's like, again, who's Arthur? And then the two of them start bantering again about what he's going to wear. And then Joey's sitting there like she's intruding on their like conversation, kind of. Yeah, um, it's honestly kind of rude. Yeah, it was very... It was... I hate those private side conversations. And you're just completely alienating the third person. It's terrible. Jamie... Do you know how often that shit happens to me at family functions? Yeah, but I know what you mean. Like when two people are having like a side conversation and you're just sitting there and you're like not involved at all. And it's like, yeah. I'm sitting here. Include me, you know. I'm like totally awkward when I'm even with my own family. I don't know. Like they'll talk to me and they'll see how I'm doing. But I'm not like involved. What do you mean? I'm socially awkward. I don't know. It's bizarre. It really is. So anytime I see people together and they're like actually doing stuff with their cousins and having like a good time and they're going out and they're like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to meet up with my cousins at the bar and we're going to do this, that and the other. And that's just just doesn't happen here. I don't hang out with my cousins like that either. We were all close when we were young. You know, everybody lived with us at some point. All of them did. And they would always stay over our house because we were all around the same age and like we would sleep over their house. But like I'm never invited to family functions that my cousins have. And if we have parties and stuff, I don't normally invite them. If we were having a big party or something, I would do that. But like, I'm not inviting them over for like Justin's birthday, you know? Yeah. It's that type of thing. But when we're at family functions together, we interact and I talk and stuff, but I'm not calling them on the weekends. But I think my family sometimes thinks that I'm like kind of, Maybe I'm like kind of standoffish. I feel like that's a pretty good accept, like a pretty good description for me because I could be a little bit standoffish. I'm really like you don't think that I am. You think I'm really outgoing and stuff. Um, but I can be really antisocial. Well, I think you can have a different personality when it comes to your friends as opposed to your family. Yeah. Even when I was younger, 
I would take my CD player and I'd be sitting in a corner with headphones on or I'd be reading a book. Like I was not in inter- I don't interact with them. When I got older, I'd interact a little bit more because at this point I can have alcohol. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that sounds so bad now that I say it. So basically I'm only going to be at, like a talkative <laughs> if I'm drinking. <laughs> well, it does loosen you up, you know, that's true. My sister will be like, you never go anywhere, Stephen. Like, you don't, you don't have like ever do anything. And I'm like, yes, I do. I'm like, but maybe I just don't feel like going out. Like, sometimes I'm just perfectly content being in my bed, watching something on a Friday night. I don't need to go out. You know, if I, if I make plans to do something that's different, but like, also don't call me last minute and say, come over, you know? Yeah. Like that drives me nuts. All right. Back to the show. So then Morgan pulls Joey away and she says she has something for her too. And we hear Joey once again say, who's Arthur? Can somebody please answer me? Jesus. I know. So now we're with Pacey. He brought Buzz to his boat and um, he starts to show Buzz how to paint. And Buzz says, have you ever heard of going against the grain? And he says, who got you to sit still enough to teach you how to paint? And he says his dad. And he's like, well, where's your dad now? And Buzz says, the Atlantic. And Pacey's like, oh, your dad's a sailor? And he goes, fish food. Scattered his ashes off Nantucket. This kid is so vicious. I love it. Pacey's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. He's and savage. Then, <laughs> yeah, he's, I know. Well, we figure, we find out later what actually happens. So then Buzz asks Pacey where his dad is. And Pacey's like, probably hanging up his holster right now. And Buzz says, a cop. That explains your authority issues. <laughs> He's like, I do not have authority issues. Yes, you do. You totally do. (laughs) Buzz says, issues, issues, issues. He says, look how you handled me at the arcade. And Pacey's like, well, you got into a fight. You have to learn that there is a way to handle confrontations like that and not play Whack-A-Kid. Buzz says, well, how did you get into the stupid program? And Pacey's like, I hit a guy. (laughs) And Buzz says, that's it. Yeah, he calls him a hypocritical maniac. So now we're back with Morgan and Joey. They're in her dorm room now, which I swear is the same room that they were just in, except they just changed the bedding (laughs) and put like more like feminine things up around the room. It looked just like AJ's room. It probably was. Yeah. And I feel like these are going to be the same dorm rooms that they use when they go to college. Except I feel like Joey had like a big picture window or something. She did. They did have this big window. They were on the first floor. I think the room was shaped differently, too. I remember it being like having like a weird shape. Um, so then Morgan's telling Joey that AJ stands for Arthur Jr. And Joey's like, I didn't even know that. And she's like, well, you would have gotten it eventually. <laughs> like, come on, Joey. Do you really think AJ is like his real name? What do you think it stood for? I think one of my first questions after, you know, the initial introduction. Would have been, so what does AJ stand for? <laughs> But Apple she just jerk. assumes she just assumes that AJ is on the birth certificate. Like <laughs> that's what they named him. They just took two letters and threw them together and they said, fuck the rest of it. <laughs> you don't get a name, okay? It's you AJ. Get two letters. That's it. That's your name. AJ. So now Joey's looking around Morgan's room and she notices that there's a gorgeous guy. She goes, He's gorgeous in one of like her pictures or whatever and morgan's like oh he's just a friend and then joey comments on the sidewalk drawings that morgan has pictures of and joey's like who does that kind of thing and morgan says uh that was me i I did that (laughs) she's like it's by the way i am so fascinated with the sidewalk chalk art 
I've seen some that look really like they are so well done that it looks like there's like a hole in the ground. Yeah. It was like or a crevice or an ocean. Yeah. They're this they're fucking amazing. Well, Morgan so, does that. I give artists a lot of credit for for even doing those because that art doesn't stay. You're using sidewalk chalk. As soon as it rains, that shit's gone. So Yeah. Um I know, you're right. It's a lot of time that they're doing. A lot of time and energy and effort and creativity that they're pouring into this art that goes on the ground that people hopefully walk around, but as soon as it rains or gets wet or something spills on it, it's over. It's gone. It's colorful stuff that's washing away. Yeah. I'm not an artist like that, so I could never do it. No. I think the most that I do on sidewalk is hopscotch. I just walk. I walk on sidewalks. That's about it. Maybe a sun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're no fun. No. (laughs) I draw a hole in the sidewalk and I jump in it. And then I end up in another world. (laughs) It's like portal. (laughs) It's a portal. (laughs) I'm like, watch this. And then I disappear. (laughs) Watch me step through the portal. It's like the game. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right anyways what game portal oh i don't even know what that is went right mm-hmm. over my head i figured when you said yeah like a portal and i was like that's not what i said <laughs> 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 i had a feeling right then and there <laughs> i had a feeling right then and there you had no idea what i was talking about <laughs> oh my god so so morgan gives joey a coat to wear and joey's like it's beautiful and Morgan says, well, AJ may chicken out and not show up tomorrow. Sometimes you need to just kick his butt. So now they're sitting on the floor and Morgan tells Joey how once she gave AJ some thick gray crane paper and told him he had to fill it up with words before he talked to her. She says, he didn't talk to me for two weeks. And Joey says, there's so many things I'm learning about him every day. And she says, did you know that AJ likes to eat all the peanuts out of Chex Mix? He's been banned from social gatherings in over 20 states. That's a little dramatic. No. <laughs> it's just fucking Chex Mix. <laughs> it's not like he murdered people. I won't even eat that because it's all mixed together. And I don't like that powdery shit on my pretzels. Some Chex Mix are good. I love the Muddy Buddy ones. The, those well, are my yeah, favorite. That's different. But I had one at a friend's. I had one at a friend's Christmas party once, and it was literally just like Chex Mix mixed with like butter and sugar, and it was so fucking good. It was just oh yeah, they're like a cinnamon sugary. So that's different. All right, maybe I'm thinking of like a party, like a party Chex Mix where it's got like the nuts and the pretzels and the Cheetos and some other stuff with powdery crap on it that is not good. I don't know. It's too chaotic. I can't eat it. It's chaotic. I don't know. The only Chex Mix I know is like plain or... I mean, I know they have all different flavors. It might not be Chex. It might be like a... It's something... It could be a different brand. I don't know. But when I think of Chex Mix, I think party mix. And when I think party mix, it's like chaos in a bowl. I don't know. I don't... (laughs) I can't... I I can't do it. So we find out that AJ slurps his pasta like this. Gross. And he also... (laughs) conjugates latin verbs under his breath when he's nervous and, and joey's like uh yeah adame adama adamas adama 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 
that I think would have been enough reason for me to never go on another date with AJ. <laughs> Your brain's too big for me, sir. <laughs> oh, and the slurping of the pasta. I'm not a, like, yeah. I'm scared about that stuff. I have a thing with people who eat with their mouth open. Oh my God. It, yeah. I have, I'm Steven. There's a name for there, it. There's a couple of K dramas. There's many K dramas that I watch, and they're eating food and they're talking at the same time, and their mouths are open, and you see it and you hear it. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I guess it's just the way that I was raised. You always chewed with your mouth closed. It's polite, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it grosses me out, Jamie. Me too. So then Joey says, He's such a mess, but he can kiss. And then Morgan gets all quiet and awkward. And can he, though? can he <laughs> and joey's like you don't have to and she goes eh, we did once but it was it weird was low key really. a really interesting way though for joey to bring that up it's smart because she wasn't getting the answer she wanted from from him so she's got to go to the next source yeah and she was like oh maybe she'll share she's being friendly you know maybe she'll be honest and sure she did. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Morgan says that it was once, but it was weird and silly, but there's nothing happening between them because there's no mystery. She's like, there's absolutely positively nothing there. But she looks like she's going to fucking cry. Deep down, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, she doesn't believe herself. This is what I really liked about this actress, because if you just closed your eyes and you weren't reading her body language, you would hear her being like trying to be genuine like what she was saying and how she's saying you know there's nothing between us there's definitely nothing between us it wasn't if it wasn't for her body language i would have believed her yeah because her eyes and her body was saying the polar opposite of what her mouth was saying but if you couldn't see her like if you couldn't see her then you would have believed her yeah like i would have believed her like that's how great she did of that job because everything that was coming out of her mouth was believable but her body gave her away yeah her yeah her facial reactions were enough to say that she really does like love this guy so yeah totally agree with you i would have i don't know how joey kept it quiet i've been like you're totally lying to me right now you know that right joey's like we'll just give it till tomorrow and see what happens (laughs) they've got one more chance to make this uh you know work out for me and if not i shall let you go so Joey's like, do you have plans for tomorrow night? And she goes, well, I was going to do my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Get an early copy of the Sunday Times and read it on a Saturday. And she's like, no, you should come. Come to the reading or whatever. And she's like, that's your guys' thing. And she's like, Morgan, you're his best friend. You should totally be there. And I go, wait, she wasn't going this whole time? It would have made sense if she was going. It made, I was so confused. Yeah, I was surprised that um, she didn't have an initial invite, um, and then yeah. I was surprised. <laughs> and then I was surprised that Joey actually asked her to go. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that she did because in my mind, I would have been like, if something's going to happen between them, I need to see them interact some more so that I can get closure before I leave. Because if that doesn't happen, things work out between those two that night, and then she goes home. She's going to have this like voice in the back of her head going well now they're together and i'm here what's happening you know so i feel like this was a perfect opportunity for her to be able to see them interact again to solidify her suspicion and i think it worked pretty well 
Yeah, it did. She got what she needed out of this interaction. So yeah, Joey says, isn't it possible for the both of us to be a part of AJ's life? And then Morgan says, you're all right, Joey Potter. And she like slaps her high five. And it's very mature of Joey because yes, he should not have to choose between his friends like that. But I still stand by what I said earlier. This was the best opportunity she could have to see them interact to solidify her suspicions. So now we're back at the restaurant. Jack and Andy are finally leaving. They are tired of eating all the garbage food that um, these chefs are making. And Dawson tries to get them to stay. And we see Jen drop a bunch of plates. Gail asks if everything's okay. Gail's like at her wit's end. And then all of a sudden we see Mitch appear. And he tells Jen that he's willing to show her how to properly hold a stack of plates. We see Gail and she's like, what are you doing here, Mitch? And he's like, I'm ready and willing to work. (laughs) And she's like, well, who told you to come? (laughs) And he's like, "Uh," they all look at Dawson. And then, um, no, nothing else happens. It's the next scene. (laughs) Gail's like, freeze. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, don't move. We have to get through the next scene. Hold that thought. (laughs) Hold that thought. That character you're doing, perfect. Don't move. Oh my god! And the the cargo pants that Andy was wearing, like it was so funny. I I noticed the cargo notice. pants. Oh my god, Jamie, start looking notice. at the clothes. They're all wearing American Eagle clothes. It's so funny. Maybe so- there's an outlet store in Cape Side. I don't know. <laughs> it's the only clothing store that they can shop. <laughs> the looking that's carried this that little cafe slash pharmacy slash. <laughs> Grocery store slash liquor store slash clothing store with for American Eagle. Slash American Eagle. <laughs> oh my god. Um so now we're back with Pacey. Buzz is cleaning the boat still. And he says, You know, there are laws. You have to feed me. Pacey's like cooking hot dogs on the grill, which I thought was like pretty nice. Like he was making Yeah. Up. I was ready for one of those hot dogs. It's like that looks really good. I don't even like hot dogs that much. I would have ate a hot dog too. It looked I I watched it too and I was like, that looks really good. <laughs> pacey, pacey, pacey. You didn't make enough hot dogs for everybody here. I know. And then the kid didn't even want it. Do you even know what's in that hot dog? And he goes, Do you know what beef. part? <laughs> Do you know what part? Oh my god, the kid was great. He's like, My mom's making meatloaf mashed potatoes. And Pacey's like, fine, starve. I don't care. And Pacey picks up the true love sign and he starts like cleaning it off. And Buzz says, who's the girl? And Pacey's like, what girl? And Buzz says, the one you named your boat after. And Pacey says, true love isn't a person. It's an idea, an unattainable idea. And he says, well, who's the unattainable girl? And Pacey's like getting really annoyed with him now. And Buzz asks Pacey if he kissed her. And he says, there's no girl. And he says, so why don't you just kiss her? Pace, Pacey doth protest too much. He um. Well, I also think he just doesn't feel like getting into it with a kid, you know. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's extra sensitive about the entire situation. You've got this nine-year-old who's like picking well, on him about it now. He's like he's latched onto this, and he knows that it bothers Pacey, and Pacey doesn't want to talk about it. So naturally, he wants to force this subject. Yeah, Pacey's like, why don't you just shut your mouth, you little jerk off? And <laughs> Buzz says, cut it out. <laughs> all right joey class <laughs> and then buzz says you have no problem taking a swing at a guy but you can't tell a girl how you feel about them man you're pathetic 
So Pacey's had enough and he tells him he's taking him home. He's like, you're bluffing. You just want me to like clean your boat. You you need me to clean your boat. And he's like, I don't need you. Child labor laws. (laughs) (laughs) So Pacey opens up the car door and Buzz gets in and he tells him that tomorrow you better find something fun for me to do because I'm not working on this pitiful raft anymore. And Pacey's like, maybe tomorrow I won't show up. He's like, make my day loser. <laughs> he really did play the role really well this game. Oh, yeah, he did fantastic. Especially for the dialogue that he was given. I know. It's a shame he grew up because I feel like he hasn't been in anything. <laughs> they should have made him a vampire. <laughs> I know. Forever. Forever. Forever he nine. He could have been acting for the rest of his oh, vampire speaking life. Speaking of, I think he was also in My Little Vampire, right? I don't even know what that is. What? Hold on. Is that a Disney movie of some sort? No, I don't think it was Disney. Was it? Hold on. Yeah, it's him. All right, Jonathan Lipnicki. Yeah. Oh, he's still acting. He was in... Oh, my bad. I thought he was in the movie Prey, but it's just an ad. (laughs) (laughs) You got so excited. I was like, Um, he was in that movie. Yeah, so I was like 10 when this came out. I had such a crush on the kid that played the vampire. This guy who wait let me look for this rollo weeks i had such a crush crush on on this this actor (laughs) oh rollo weeks yeah he's cute yeah he's very cute i had such a crush on him when this movie came i loved this movie when it came out i don't know how many times i watched it um all right so now we're with joey and aj and morgan they're at this awards thing or reading or whatever it is i don't know they're all dressed up Joey's wearing like a summer dress and supposedly winter, which I didn't understand. And he's getting super nervous and he's like, we have time to leave. All I wanted yeah, he's was ready to bolt. Life. He's totally ready to bolt. Like he makes no sense. In the last scene, he was talking about how it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Now he's getting nervous because he has to read something. He's a chicken. It was just so stupid. It was like a contradiction of how he was feeling earlier. And they call him up to read and Joey's like, it's too late now. Got to get up there and read. And he starts to read and it's literally a piece about Morgan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything. He just he changed the name to Marie or something. Maria. Marie. I, I think I think, I, like that. I think it was Maria. Yeah. He changed the name to something else that starts with an M. And it was Maria, um, I think. at one point he even looks directly at Morgan and she like smiles and in one of the lines in the story, the story he's reading, he says something about how she likes to read the Sunday Times on Saturday mm-hmm. nights. And Joey's like, "Uh oh, <laughs> it's so <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's crazy because he just when she uh, confronts him about it, when they get back to the dorms, mm-hmm. um, she even says, when you were reading the poem, you looked right at her. Yeah. And he's like. Yeah, but I mean, no, like he doesn't even realize that he's subconsciously doing this. Like his body is doing it. He doesn't even notice it. Right. So I kind of I can really respect Joey for taking these two knuckleheads and just like. (laughs) Wait, don't you think it's funny? Don't you think it's funny that Morgan's the one who told him to read this, too? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, sounds good. Let me well, read that while I, I have my he, girl. He read like something, and then I think he knows. All right, so the award was for his creative writing, right? right. So I think he did some kind of opening line, and then went into a, p- a part of his story and what it was about. 
for his creative writings, whatever his piece was about that, that won the award. And that's when it turned into his character that's completely fictitious, you know, but in reality, it's Morgan. Yeah. It was a creative writing piece. So I think part of it was something that he was going to read to lead into his actual piece. Right. That's what that's what I thought was happening. No, I just thought it was like he needed to find something to read. And then she said, read something that's old. They'll never like you've you've read some or they know all of your current stuff. Read something old. And that's what he picked. And it was like, that's why she says she's your muse. Yeah. So it's something that he wrote. Yeah. Okay. He was trying to find something for of his own work to read. And it. Oh, that's what I was missing. Got it. Because even the ladies, like, he's one of our most talented writers at this university. like Which would then make sense why Joey couldn't help him. She did not read all of his work. They only just started seeing each other. Yeah. And then as soon as she so... saw this one, she would have been like, uh, is this about Morgan? <laughs> Who is this Maria person? And why does she like this newspaper every Saturday That's morning? That's so weird because Morgan just told me My she favorite loved thing reading to this. Do. <laughs> right? This is very specific. This is oddly very specific. <laughs> it's very, very specific. specific. <laughs> this is so stupid. What is happening here? <laughs> Joey's like, wait, am I missing something? <laughs> She literally just told me that she does this on Saturday nights. And is this like a thing? This is the thing that everybody does, apparently. I every know. college student. It must be. And now he's reading about somebody who does this? Wait, let Name me Maria. dots here. Let's, let's put my high Wait. school brain to, to work here. Maria was a girl of pure blonde beauty. She loved reading the Sunday Times on Saturday nights. And she loved blading around Boston University. <laughs> With her, with her best friend's current girlfriend. And they knew each other since they were zygotes. And Joey's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> she once didn't speak to her best friend for two weeks after giving him crane grain paper or whatever. And what? asked him, that's what she, she said. Crane she gave him paper. paper. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. She gave him paper and she said, fill it. And don't talk to me. And he didn't talk to, and they didn't speak for two whole weeks. Joey's like, I'm pretty sure this is about Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) So then Joey like realizes what's happening, right? And then I'm just going to cut to this scene real quick. Um, They're like, the three of them are like walking outside and they get to like the end of like the whatever. And they're like, so, and they're like, so and, and uh morgan's like have you guys thought about going to the arboretum or whatever and joey's like uh i want to go back to your room aj <laughs> and then morgan gets all like tense and then um aj's like all right sounds good to me and morgan's like all right well i guess you'll miss out on the arboretum <laughs> i'll go by myself and then joey's like oh this is your coat take your coat back because you know i'm never seeing you again <laughs> i know I don't need this anymore. I'll freeze for the next. <laughs> and he doesn't even offer her his coat. I was like, now I my know. God. It was so weird. I know. Chivalry is not dead, but apparently to him it is. Oh my God. Like, yeah, he was like, she's a woman of the, uh, uh, of the times. Yeah, she can take care of herself and her sundress and during the winter. She don't need no warmth. <laughs> so weird. But she's like, um, oh, well, we'll get to it because there's a whole other scene before that. But Joey's like picking up on all these things. 
So our next scene is with Pacey and he's talking to the woman who works at the mentor program. And um, he finds out that Buzz lied about his father. Buzz's father left the family for another woman and like has a whole other family and doesn't like talk to Buzz or whatever. And um, she's like, do you, you know, do you, are you here for me to reassign you another kid? And he's like, I don't know what those other four chumps were doing before, but I, I can handle a nine-year-old. I was just here to see if I could pick him up early tomorrow. And she's like, I think we can arrange that. <laughs> and then I was like, are they going to like fuck on the desk? These two, because they had, I felt like she was very into Pacey. And I was like, it wouldn't be like any different than every other teacher at this school who like fucks their, their students. It makes, it makes perfect sense. But I saw the chemistry between them that's all i'm gonna say i didn't see the chemistry but that's probably because i wasn't really looking for it though i know because you're you're in a one-track mind with jc <laughs> yes one track so now we are at the restaurant again and gail flips out on dawson and she's like i'm really angry with you dawson for calling mitch and he's like well you needed help mom and he, she's like, well, where'd you get this ridiculous idea? And he's like, ridiculous? Like, look at this place. And she's like, I only asked you to hire wait staff. And he's like, mom, I'm one person. You don't even have a chef. He says, if there's one thing you taught me is that I should never be ashamed to ask for help. And he says, I don't understand why you can't take your own advice. And then he like walks away like in a tantrum. And Gal's left sitting there like, you know, maybe he's right. <laughs> And Gal's like, wait, freeze. I mean, he made some really valid points. So <laughs> he's like, mom, dad has experience in restaurants. <laughs> like he can help us. Stop being a stubborn twad waffle. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're with uh, AJ and Joey and they're in the hallway of his dorm. And she's being like real quiet. And he's like, well, what's the matter? She says, you tell me. And he's like, uh, I don't know. And she says, you're feeling really guilty right now, aren't you? And he says, I just don't like the idea of Morgan hanging out by herself at night. Joey says, then go join her. She says, I wanted to come back to your room to be alone. And she says, I think you need to go share this night with Morgan. And he's like, I don't understand, Joey. She's like, you must be the thickest Mensa member around. Morgan is your muse. And he's like, no, she's just my friend. Even though I wrote every single piece of writing about her, she's not my muse. <laughs> You've got this all wrong. I That's know. Not her. She's fictitious. Maria, I made up. <laughs> so you are not that clever. <laughs> Maria, Morgan, they don't even sound the same, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then Joey's like, no, she's more than that. She picks out paper for you and encourages you to write. And she demands that you be yourself. And she does it in such a selfless way that you can't even begin to comprehend. And AJ doesn't know why Joey is saying all this to him. And Joey says, I know what it's like to harbor feelings for someone that you deny. And I know how horrible it is to realize those feelings way too late. So she tells him that this is coming from her own experience in her own life and that he really knows nothing about. And he says, so let me know about you. Let me be a part of that. Isn't that the fun part, getting to know each other? And she says, yes, it's fun and romantic and exciting, but it's not real. <laughs> and she tells him that he Let's already Let's make has... it real. Why isn't it real? Let's make it real like my writings. And she's like, exactly. Go be with Morgan. <laughs> I don't Why want you to be Why are you not listening me. to me? <laughs> I guess she like slaps him in the face. 
Let me go take these two heads and clunk them together again because they're dense. What did you call them earlier? <laughs> these two like idiots or something. <laughs> these I two don't even morons. <laughs> these knuckleheads. <laughs> She's I don't even like, know what I said. I know. It was funny though. I forget to. <laughs> She tells him that he already has something that is real. And Morgan has recently realized it. It's why she came back from France. It's the loudest sound of all. Love unspoken. And he's like, you're reading way too much into this. And she says, then why the look? It's because it's about her. And he says, it's a made up character. (laughs) She's like, no, it's not. She says, I want you to go to her, look into her eyes, look deep and see just how made up that character really is. And he's like, well, what about us? And she says, there is no us. (laughs) There is only you and Morgan or Maria. (laughs) She's like, this is what I want you to do, AJ. Go to her, take her face in your hand, shake her rapidly and then tell her that you love her her cheeks a little bit. Make sure she's real. (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> make sure she's alive <laughs> can you feel this oh my god but she's like i'm gonna remember us for the rest of my life but us is the memory and you and morgan are reality and he says i used to think a broken heart was just a hyperbole now i know the truth and she says there are worse things than a broken heart like the love you don't explore and he says i guess <sighs> i'll see you around potter comma joseph And then she gives him a kiss on the cheek and he goes to be with Morgan. Like he really didn't hesitate. He didn't even try to like say like, look, you're here. Let's just spend time together. I'll deal with this after. He already already said he didn't want to leave his friend, you know, out there by herself. Like he really didn't want to go back. That was her choice. Go find her. That was her choice to go out. But he doesn't want her by herself. She could get, you know, stolen or something. I don't know. She's pretty. She's pretty. (laughs) And Joey's like standing out there half naked in her sundress. And and he's like chasing after Morgan in her like two coats. Apparently (laughs) this one prefers blondes. I don't know. Evidently. He's like, I knew since the moment we were zygotes (laughs) that you're the one for me, Morgan. (laughs) Oh my God. So now we're with Pacey. He shows up to Buzz's house and... Buzz answers the door and he says, I gave it the office. (laughs) He's such a little asshole. And Pacey asks him what he knows about making meatloaf and mashed potatoes. They're sitting like at the kitchen table and Pacey's like making the meatloaf with a spatula. And Buzz is like, you have to work it with your hands. And then Pacey, for some reason, decides to like just whatever he's doing with the meat. It makes absolutely no sense. He's like picking it up and just like throwing it in his hands, like back and forth. I was like playing with it. You're like, why are you doing that? You're supposed to be making a meatloaf. Maybe he's making meatballs instead. I don't know. And also... He changed his mind halfway through. (laughs) He's like, let's make Salisbury steaks. (laughs) Um, But apparently Buzz's mom just leaves him there all by himself when she works late. He's, you know, has no... He's very self-sufficient. I was at that age too, though, so... I wasn't at all. We, I guess because we had so many older siblings somebody was always there to watch us but like my mom would have never left us home by ourselves like that I, and maybe that's like too over like 
Um, I was using the stove at this point. I was making my own mac and cheese. So you know, like I know how to do all that stuff too, but like there was always supervision. I just was mm-hmm. never like I was never in my house by myself at nine years old, ever. There was always like people there. <laughs> we live such different lives. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so Buzz tells Pacey that his father isn't entirely dead. And Pacey's just like looking at him like he already knows. And Pacey says her name is Joey. And Buzz says, she a hottie? And he's like, I'm not going to answer that. And he says, I'm nine. I have years to get there. At least give me a description. So Pacey's like, fine. She's so beautiful that every time you look at her, your knees tremble and your heart just melts. And you know right then and there without any reservations that there's order and meaning to the universe. Oh, I want that kind of love. (laughs) buzz says she's a hottie and then he asks where she is and pacey says right now she's probably out having the time of her life then we cut to joey all upset with her bags at the train station at night and the next train out to cape side is at 9 a.m the next morning Mm -hmm. so she goes over to the payphone and she picks it up and she calls somebody now we're with dawson on the docks jen goes up and starts talking she says you look like you could use a friend. <laughs> They're like, we got to get Jen in this episode somehow. Yeah. And um, she's like, I heard the fight with you and your mom. And she's like, I felt the mini wrath of Gal after breaking more dishes. So Dawson says that he thinks the pressure of the restaurant has finally gotten to her, to his mom. And he was just trying to help her by calling Mitch. And Jen says, I think you were trying to help yourself too by putting your family back together. And he says, they're not getting back together. And she says, remember a couple years ago in that spot over there, you asked me to dance and you told me you wanted to be my boy adventure. And Dawson cringes and he's like, I can't believe I was so naive. And Jen says, and sweet and honest. From the outside, you're not the same naive little boy anymore. (laughs) Yeah, you get blowjobs on your dad's boat and then crash them. (laughs) We don't know if that got that far. It did. That's why he crashed the boat. <laughs> I think he was just overly excited. His pants didn't even get unbuttoned and then he would, you know, crash the boat. That's Jamie. what I think. It was unspoken. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. She says, you've been through too much recently, but there's always going to be a part of you that rejects reality and that's eternally hopeful and just wants his parents back together. I like that they're still in this like friendship where they like can talk to each other and I like to throw back to the boy adventure thing. That was cute. We're at the train station now with Joey. She's crying and Pacey shows up and he asks her what happens. And she says, nothing happens. And he's like, what? You got bored? Homesick? He finally ripped off his mask and revealed his true alien features. What? (laughs) And Joey doesn't want to talk about it. So we cut to the restaurant. Dawson's there. It's the next morning. Gail's sitting at the bar. She's all happy. The place looks like totally done (laughs) overnight. And she hands him a coffee cup and he tries it and he goes, this tastes like clam chowder. (laughs) She's like, it's good, isn't it? And they named the restaurant Leary's Fresh Fish. We Leary's Fresh Fish. (laughs) I can't say Say that five times fast. Leary's Leary's Fresh Fresh Fish. (laughs) We see that um, Mitch is hanging up the sign. I guess he like painted the, the name on it. I don't know. Suddenly, there's a name on the sign. And Gail admits that she did need a partner. 
and she hired Mitch as a general manager and she hired Bodie as her partner. He's going to be the chef of the restaurant and he's going to have 20% stake and Jen is not going to be a waitress. She's going to be a hostess. That's it. That suits Jen better anyways. Yeah. Then, then they can play the song in the background. And every time she wanders around, you know, to walk them to and from or whatever, you know, they do. Hey, pretty girl. I want to know you. Hey, pretty girl. He's like, that's (laughs) my song. I can't stop. That's her song. That's Jen's song. So Dawson's like, well, I guess you two can can work together well. And they're like, yeah, I guess so, Dawson. Thanks for fixing that for us. (laughs) Thanks for putting me in my place when I gave you a hard time about that decision. (laughs) I know. Thanks for being the child while I'm the adult. No, thanks for being the adult in this in this relationship. Yeah. Somebody um, had to be. Yeah. His parents definitely are never the parents. The, the adults. Sometimes they are. Sometimes. So now we're with Pacey and Joey. They're driving home. She's still crying. She's like not talking to him. She's not crying. She's just. She's crying. Her eyes are all like messed up. She's crying. You didn't you didn't think she was crying? Her makeup I think she weird. was crying at one point. I didn't think she was actively crying. She was just wallowing and I think she was still I don't know. She was just wallowing. Potato potato. In deep contemplation about her life choices and how she ended up right there. <laughs> in the in the passenger seat of this truck. Can we just talk about how amazing their story is gonna be? Like, mommy, daddy, when did you have your first kiss? Well, you see, what had happened was I basically broke up with my college boyfriend in the middle of the night had to call your father who was my friend at the time to come pick me up and then in the break of dawn we got into a fight and he kissed me on the side of the busy highway i mean it's a story to tell the grandkids yeah right for sure so yeah he says are you gonna say something and she says what do you want me to say you were right you were right okay <laughs> right as always Pacey he's like i don't even know what i'm right about can you tell me what happened she says pacey witter the only person in my life that ever speaks the truth and he says, that's not entirely accurate. And she says, well, you told me what was going to happen. And he says, which was what? What happened up there? And Joey says, it was another girl. And he says, he's sorry. She says, the whole time I was watching them, I kept thinking, this is real. Just like Pacey said, this is the real thing. And it reminded me once again, what exactly I don't have. And he says, if you keep looking, you'll find it. And she tells him she won't. She's not meant to. And he says, why? Because you're 16 and alone? And she says, no, because I'm 16. And in my entire life, there have only been two people who actually know me. Dawson, and he cuts her off and he says, this AJ guy didn't know you. Because if he did, he never would have walked away. He never would have walked away. And she says, I was going to say, you Pacey. So then he looks over at her and he's like, what the fuck? So then he like pulls over to the side of the road, scares them both, scares them both. He scared me with the way he swerved over. And they get out of the car, and now they're, like, in front of the car. And Well, he gets out of it, and he's, like, pepping himself up. He's like, all yeah. right, we're going to do this. He's shaking his hands out. His palms are sweaty. He's nervous. He's, like, <laughs> bouncing back and forth. He's like, all right, I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this now. This is what this is happening. We're doing this. He says, what did you mean by that? About me knowing you better than anybody else. She says, because you know me, Pacey, in a way that nobody, nobody but Dawson ever has. And he says, we're not talking about Dawson. Uh, we're talking about me. You can't keep doing this to me. And she's like really confused. She's like, doing what? So I count on you and tell you secrets? And you call me in the middle of the night to pick you up? Why? And she says, because you were the first person I thought of, Pacey. And he keeps asking her what that means. Yeah, he's asking all the right questions because he's really getting her to like think. 
why? Why are you reaching out to me though? Why are you doing this? Why? I understand that I'm the first person you thought of, but the question is, why am I the first person you thought of? You know, he's like getting her to kind of push back, like past the boundaries that she put up. Like she, she has these things that are happening and she's aware, but she's in denial. She builds up walls. She pretends they don't exist. And he's forcing the question to make her think. And I like it. She says, I guess it means that I can talk to you and that you're there for me. And he says, don't you ever get tired of talking? And she's like, no. (laughs) And now they're just like (laughs) talking over each other. He says, well, I don't want to talk anymore. So then he grabs her by her face and he just kisses her and she doesn't resist or back away. And then that's how you shut a woman up. (laughs) The camera pans out and we're left to be like, all right, well, what's going to happen now? And then you just watch the beginning of the next episode. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. That was the end. You finally did it. So happy. So we're finally at that place now. And I never realized that it was like so far towards the end of the season. Like there's only a couple more episodes left. Yeah. I like know. it's crazy. It's but, so good though. But yeah. Um, next week it's uh called Neverland. So we'll see what happens with that. But right. yeah, I was like shocked. I was like, wow, I didn't I didn't remember it ending the way it mm-hmm. did with them just kissing and then it fades off. I thought yeah. it was gonna be like and they I really know left you next, in a cliffhanger. They did. And the next episode, you're right back where you started. You know what I mean? It's not like the next day. It's literally where you left off. Right. So, um, Wait, so I this episode that. aired on, I already said it, on March 1st. Let me see when the episode aired for the next. Maybe it was like a, I wonder if it was like a weird cliffhanger that they did. Like a um, mid-season break. Yeah. And they left Recess. the audience hanging. That was terrible. That's a terrible thing to do. I'd be like throwing things. <laughs> That's something that they would do though back then. Oh, I'd be so angry. But yeah, they want you to come back and keep watching the show. It's clever. It's really it's smart. It was. It was a whole oh. month away. There was a whole month between those two. That's that's crazy. <gasps> wow. A whole month they had to wait to find out what happened. Yeah. That sucks. For all of you that was watching this when this was being aired, I am sorry you had to wait that long. That's I understand though. I hate that. <laughs> I hate it so much. Now we now when this happens, we have to wait like, I don't know, two years. Hello, stranger things. <laughs> I know. Two years. <laughs> the hell. I mean, I think I'd rather wait a month than two years. I take back what I said. We two had it years. easy back then. I, know. <laughs> I don't even remember. Like, I remember watching it, but I don't remember the hype. I don't remember being like so hyped about what was gonna happen. I don't remember it. I wish I did. Mm. But yeah, next week we'll get more into it. Like I said, I already watched the beginning, so I don't really want to talk about it yet. But I'm excited. Um, super duper. We don't have to get into final thoughts because I already know how you feel. I know what you're going to say. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. ready for I'm their ready. story. <laughs> I'm so ready. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. I think... Um, I'm very excited for the next couple of episodes because I want to see when they come out and how Dawson and Andy react. You know, I want to see what happens with all that. I'm pretty I sure Dawson. I don't. I remember Dawson when Dawson finds out. I remember that entire thing. I can't remember how Andy takes it. Obviously, she gets over it because by next season, they're all like hanging out again. So, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens. But like, you know what the weird thing is? If this was like legit real life, like if their friends saw 
how their relationship started to form and how natural it was and how they weren't they weren't like sneaking around behind their friends backs or anything right they were forming like a genuine deeper connection as friends that led into a romantic relationship that meant something the two of them like their friends would have to accept that and say like you know people fall in love at different times and sometimes you don't know that you're going to fall in love with your best friend or like your friend or someone in your friend group you know i mean they would i mean if and if they didn't they're not your friends um at at this point the only one who sort of knows what's happening at least on pacey's side is jen and jen's very supportive of it she's very supportive of it i love jen yeah i'm excited um before we go jamie i just wanted to give another shout out to um one of our listeners her name is mrs w or mrs wit 8082 on twitter she has been so supportive of us like the past few weeks now she's Mm -hmm. uh she's been tweeting about us and the podcast and just being very very lovely so shout out to you we appreciate it and yes thank you yeah so keep listening we um we're glad that you're enjoying us. <laughs> Jamie's um, sending you finger hearts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? All right. So you can find my bookstagram on Instagram at jlynn underscore book lover. Beautiful. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. You can send us your feedback at creektalkpodcast at gmail.com and also join our new Facebook group. We would love to have some new members. That'd be fun. But yeah, just go to our link tree in any of our bios and you can find everything listed there. And if you're feeling generous, you can give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Yes, we would. And uh, with that, We hope everybody has a great weekend. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. Do you want to do that over again? No, it was fine. I liked it. Do you want to do it again? No, it's fine then. If you liked it, I liked it. No, I liked it. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Talking about Dawson's Creek.